Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. We're all here to ride the MSL wave, the mental strength league. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. Joe Jackson, welcome, welcome. McNasty. 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 What's going on? Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's see where we're going. Kicking it off there. Just getting straight into it. Um, San Jose Earthquakes just posted that. The old The Chip Goal. Soccer Dad for Life, dropping the I'm in your head emojis. John Hollinger, what's going on? Katie, what's up? Serena, joining us. Serena, joining us. Katie, joining us as well. Serena, joining us. Katie, joining us as well. McNasty, you know what's up. Just out here. Just out here. Focus on accomplishing our goals. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean, guys? And girls? There it is. Yeah, okay. I knew there's something up with the internet connection. So fan page, welcome. Love see it's going well, guys. Can you spam the heart button if you hear me alright? Zer Manual, welcome. Shannon, welcome. Okay, there we go. I think now we're back. Leo, I think we're just I think the internet's just having problems downloading all this wisdom and Got it. Um, let's see, I'm going here to see, because there's just been a lot of moving parts, there's been a lot of conversations I've been having, um, a lot of work that's been going on behind the scenes, love seeing you guys spam that heart button, um, so I have forgotten what episode number we are currently on, I think we're on episode 84, but I wanted to check and see, so I'm going to check and see. MSL fan page said uh, the internet can't handle this knowledge and everyone is spamming that heart button. Loving that. MLS Live Score joined in. I don't think I've seen you before. Welcome, MLS Live Scored. Happy to have another member of the community. The Luca joined in as well. The Luca, how are you doing? And let's see what we got here. Episode 84. There we go. Yo, so what is going on, everybody? Welcome to another beautiful episode of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. Ho! Episode 84. I'm your host, the one, the only, 11-year MLS pro currently in my free agency year. Uh, as you guys know and have been along for the journey with me, you guys know we're crowdsourcing this free agency, so uh, it's up to the fans. What do the fans want to see? How? Where will Quincy end up next? We will see. Uh, Christina, welcome. Uh, joining back in. Tyler, welcome as well. Uh, we will see how it goes. And uh, yeah, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Hashtag Ask the Soccer Pro Show. For those of you who do not know, on this show, we talk about the MSL, the Mental Strength 
league. It is the mindset you need to guarantee accomplishing your goals. Why do I say that? Why do I say that? Well, because the seventh core value here at Perfect Soccer is passion. And if you're pursuing your passion, you've already accomplished your goal. And every week, we, you, everyone joins me here live on the Perfect Soccer, Perfect underscore Soccer Instagram account to review the MSL and participate in a community of positivity. That's what we do here. I want to welcome everybody to another episode. And this is your opportunity and chance to get your specific questions answered by a over decades long pro. Uh, for, for those who are new, we talk about anything and everything, but the most important thing we talk about here is how to develop and maintain a winner's mindset, long-term winner's mindset, LTWM. You know what it is. And for those of you who have been down in the MSO, drop in those I'm in your head emojis and let them see what's up. Let those who don't know, know that you are in their head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, all caps, no cap. Yo, but what's going on uh, in your guys's, on your guys' side of the world? What's happened this past week? Uh, as you guys see up on the screen there, San Jose Earthquakes uh, are playing the Portland Timbers. Apparently, they're playing the Portland Timbers here on Wednesday. Um, and uh, had to do a little throwback Thursday to the classic chip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where were you at when the chip, when the chip was seen around the world? You know what I mean? But it's great to see uh, the San Jose Earthquakes fans uh, engage and let me know where they were at when the chip happened. I think I forgot who had said it. He said, uh, "I was uh, the one time I went to use the restroom, <laughs> I happened to miss the chip. And then another said, I missed everything except for the chip. So it's crazy timing, right? Crazy. Uh, let's see. Joe Jackson said, and when we get that negativity, we thank them for boosting the algorithm. That is, that's higher level thinking right there. That's an MSL high thought. High thought. Hello, MSL High Thoughts. Yeet! Yeah. Uh, John Hollinger said, if you're pursuing your passion, you've already accomplished your goal. <laughs> That's a wise man right there. John Hollinger is a wise, wise young man. Uh, soccer Dad for Life said, hey, that's my wife. How did she find my secret soccer page? Hey. Investigation over here. We're out here getting to the bottom of stuff. You know what I mean? Self-honesty. That's the first pillar. It's the first pillar here. Uh, official Edgar joined in. What's going on, Official Edgar? Taya. Welcome. Good to see you. Um, let's see what we got here. So, sneaky, sneaky. Let's see what we got here. First question has come in from MSL fan page. How do you deal with nerves when playing in a big final? How do you do, how do you handle the nerves? I think what's most important about handling nerves is having a technique or process that is the same regardless of the the game. So if you're if you're changing what you do, how do I describe? Yeah. The the most efficient way to go about doing it that I have found is to find something that you can do that works regardless of the level of the game that you're playing in. So I see a lot of players adjusting what they do 
based on the importance of the game. So like, oh, I know a scout's going to be at the game, so I'm going to try even harder and I'm going to play even harder. Or nobody, nobody important's at this game, so like, it's not a big deal. I can take a playoff or I can slack off. And I feel like that's a huge mistake. So kind of tying that back into where I was saying like, there's one fan in the uh, in the Twitter feed here on that uh, post by San Jose who said. I made every single moment of the game, but I went to the bathroom during that moment in the game and I missed the chip. And the other person who missed every other moment but happened to be out and see the chip, right? One person did a majority of the work and missed the best part of the show. And one person did almost none of the work and saw the best part of the show, right? But if your focus is on attending and watching and being a participant from minute one to minute 90 and the stoppage time, what you know for sure is you won't miss a thing, right? And that is where I would draw the connection between what I'm saying about how to deal with nerves when playing in a big final. Uh, I'd want you to approach it the same way in a final as you would in a friendly pickup game that doesn't mean anything on paper. And I think if you if you do that, you're setting yourself up for creating a long-term winner's mindset. And that's what we're doing here in the MSL. Yo, everyone, I'm just, I feel like, how do you guys feel? You feel like my, my singing voice is getting better? Is it the sweet, sweet serenading sound of Quincy Time Radio? What do you guys think? No? Yes? Absolutely yes? Um, Oregon Club is moved to fall and high school is in the spring. Okay. I'm going to take your word for it because I'm not, I don't know. But now maybe I do. Let's see. Love seeing you guys talk in the comment section as the community grows. Christina, what's going on? You got any more questions for me? You got some new stuff for me? Let me check the chat box. Oh. I knew it. I knew you would. I knew you would. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Christina said, so you think that soccer schools, IE or EG, uh, IMG, are a good development choice over club or local academies? That depends all on what your end goal is. But let's say, let's set some context so I can answer the question directly, right? Um, I think soccer schools can be a huge advantage to the development of players, if not for the fact, if no, not even if not for the fact, especially for the fact that going to a soccer specific school means uh, you are entering a world that is that is all in on soccer, and those individuals who are there are all in on soccer as well too. So what I've really you know in these last several years, and even in these last couple months, especially with a lot of the conversations and rooms I've been I've been in um, as of late. Um, the soccer world is very small in the sense that, in the sense that having the right connections can be, not can be, is massively influential in the trajectory of your career. So like if your goal and your focus is to play at a professional level and you're willing to sacrifice your college career and your, you know, your social life and and your potential your potential options outside of that like if you're completely focused and dedicated in on that that you're willing to commit fully to going to a soccer specific school um and you're able to get into one and you're focused and dedicated to that um 
yes, it is very advantageous, not only because the focus is solely on soccer, but more, more because of the contacts that are available to you and the people uh, and the networks that you can tap into, which is a huge reason why I really, really emphasize and focus with everybody on the importance of developing relationships, um, doing, doing your due diligence, and learning the business of soccer, the business of everything, anything that you do, you want to learn the business of it because everything, whether you like it or not, is a business. It's transactional. There is a transaction at some point in time. And the more you understand how the transactions work and how the business work and how the system works, the, the higher likelihood you have to uh, thrive, if not at least survive long enough to thrive. So Christina, that is a great question. I appreciate that one coming in. Let's see what we've got here. No context. Dylan joined in. Um, I'm excited for uh, Dylan. He'll be he he's he's going live here on the Twitch, the Perfect Soccer Twitch account here soon. Uh, just got him set up in our Slack channel, so um, I'm excited for that. Let's see. Right here, Taya asks, do you have any tips for defending? If not, that's okay. Taya, are you a defender? Because in your offensive question of do you have any questions about defense, you threw up some defense of if not, it's okay. Ooh, look at, Taya's already shown me her defensive skills. Um, yes, I have some tips for defending. Um, let's see, what's most important or where would we want to start? If you are a passionate defender and you really enjoy and love the the aspect of defending, I think a great place to focus your time is on um, angles. Like how can you cut down angles on the field to make the play very predictable uh, for your teammates? So I think some of the best defenders, the fe best defenders I've ever played with are ones who prevent danger from happening and those who don't really understand what i'm saying miss miss some of the subtle beauty in what great defending looks like so let, um, let's use baseball as an example to bridge the gap so in in baseball if you if you pitch a no hitter and nobody hits the ball ever hits the ball that's you know that's called the perfect game right um so but so it's essentially saying if nobody does anything, right? If nobody hits the ball, which everybody wants to see. So everybody wants to see someone crush a home run, right? Or most people want to see that. Uh, I guess baseball purists want to see nobody crush the ball because they understand it's so much harder to prevent every single person in the game from hitting the ball than it is uh, for at least getting one hit. So from that perspective, uh, if you're someone like me who is a casual fan or a casual watcher of the game, I might not be able to appreciate as much as I probably should when someone never hits the baseball in the game, right? But that would be, uh, for me, the, the, the parallel I see that would be like um, a defender who's so good that you never see anything happen. So you almost don't even think that they're good. So um, I think in baseball, everybody understands how difficult it is to pitch pitch a no hitter but um in the in the realm of of soccer if you're getting so good 
defensively that you can cut down angles and make the play very predictable for your teammate to make the tackle and to win the ball. You might not be getting all the glory or all the praise or attention, but uh, high-level scouts and high-level thinkers will see your talent and your skill, and they will come and scoop you up. But that's a good question. Kevin, what's going on, bro? Thanks for stopping by. How's stuff, how's stuff been on your end? How's the bubble? Are you guys back to doing doing your normal your normal routine out in DC? Um, MLS Live scored ass. How did it feel to score that goal on the top right of your screen? The chip goal felt good. Um, felt great. Actually, felt amazing. But it felt normal. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, me. Yeah, me. Uh, Kevin, Quincy, and everybody, what's up? Yeah, you guys know what it is. The pros stop by, show some love, and drop their knowledge on you as well as me. Love seeing, love seeing you guys drop by, man. Happy to hear things are going good on uh, over on the side of DC. You already know. Um, I stay talking to Earl, but I need to be seeing you at the the BPC meetings, bro. Where you at? Uh, Megged. Megged by DJ said, sup, Quincy, what's going on, brother? Um, Sam the Man, 0428, gave me the Quincy with the three exclamation points. So you know he's serious about it. Let's see what we got here. Uh, getting that up on the screen. Let me switch that up. Uh, yo, shout out, guys, over at the Designated Player Podcast. Uh, I'm a, you know what I mean? Hey, it isn't bragging if it's true. You know what I mean, guys? It isn't bragging if it's true. So when, we, when we're when we doing some great things out here and we get compliments, we do not shy away. We do not shy away. We embrace them and we are appreciative appreciative of them. And the guys over at the Designated Player Podcast said, uh, one of our best episodes yet, we, sit, we sat down with Quincy Marroquois and discussed his time in MLS, his involvement in the Black Players for Change, uh, most importantly, his mindset to approaching challenges in football and life. So you guys can go and check out that podcast episode. That one was a deep one. There was some great stuff in that. And I'd love to get some feedback from any of you here today who happen to listen to that podcast episode already. Um, or are you just now becoming aware of it? Let's see. Scotty Phillips asked, said, I'm a high school soccer coach in Fairfax, Virginia. From a player's perspective, how do you help change a toxic culture with a diverse group of kids Kids, but toxic ranging from character, work ethic, etc. Okay, that is a deep one. But Scotty, I got you covered, brother. So uh, if someone could drop the link, perfectsoccerskills.com slash SSS. Scotty, I would highly recommend that you watch that uh, the talk I did on the three S's of self-awareness. And then after that, uh, share that with the, with the kids in your... Uh, on your team or who you're coaching. Now, um, you know, that talk is about an hour and uh, the three S's of self-awareness is the first step in changing culture and um, creating a mindset of uh, personal responsibility. Um, usually culture is really messed up because most players see that the people who get rewarded are those who are who take court shortcuts, who undercut others and um, and are not um, are not doing what everyone knows is to is the right thing to do. 
right? I think the real big issue and problem with soccer culture is um, we say all the right things, but we reward all the wrong things. And that's what creates toxic culture and um, toxic toxicity in the locker room. Um, uh, more specifically, so like getting really concrete, you know, if you're a player who's really great at scoring goals and can bang a lot of goals, but you're a terrible person, most organizations, most locker rooms, most co- coaches at every level will let it slide, you know, because they're like, hey, we can't duplicate those goals. Um, I think that's the wrong approach. And the reason why I think that is even if the player could score 20 goals, um, because of the toxicity, toxicity and the and and the negativity surrounding them, you might be missing out on 40 goals that could have been uh, spread out over the course of the of the season amongst five players or seven players or eight players. Um, uh, you know, it, it's a tough it's a tough one because most people use just the data, the hard facts to make their decisions, but uh, the the um, the devil is in the details, right? Um, and uh, not everybody is focused on culture and maintaining a, a positive or uh, thriving culture. Um, so you have to be mindful of that as well, too. And uh, at the root of all of it is mindset. So the, tying it all together, really the reason why I say perfectsoccerskills.com slash SSS is because that is a uh, universal uh, foundational mindset that that hopefully gets everybody everybody's mind eye pointing in the same direction. And then from there, we now have a means of uh, maintaining maintaining our culture because we know what we know and can call out what's good, but we can also hold accountable those who are doing what we see as uh, bad. But in the short term, bad wins. So you guys got to understand that. The name of the game is surviving long enough for the truth to shine through. Cream rises to the top, so remain committed and um, disciplined. Um, thank you, Joe. Let me. Oh, almost reported that. Sorry, um, pin comment, not report comment. Uh, report that comment for being high level. Uh, Kevin, let's get this win tomorrow. Vamos United. Uh, MSL fan page is clearly a DC United fan. Uh, Samantha said, miss you in San Jose. Miss San Jose as well, too. Good times in San Jose. Never know. Or you do you guys know? The fans, you guys bringing me back? What's going on? Benjamin, what's going on, brother? Um, Scotty said, thanks, man. This is great. Good word. We'll check out the video. Of course. Happy to help. And um, if you're needing more help in terms of uh, tools and resources, make sure you head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash login account um, on that page. If you do not have a Perfect Soccer Team membership already, you can um, head over there and create yourself one. You get access to all of our books, tools, and resources. There's always a free way to get access to everything at the Perfect Soccer Branding Company. So um, we out here disrupting the pay-to-play system. And you guys are helping us do that. Julian said, yeah, come back to D.C. Hey. 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 I don't know. I don't know about that. (laughs) Let's see what we got here. Yo, shout out. Let me see what we got here. Let's let's switch that up. Yo, shout out Earl. I don't know if you guys saw uh, MSL. uh, MSL 
master's PhD program graduate, uh, Earl Edwards Jr. got on the the cover of Sports Illustrated, and I don't know if you noticed a little that little thing on the on the top of the man's head, bro. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but if you haven't checked that out, you definitely should. These guys are out here making a lot of a lot of uh, amazing things happen. Seeing you guys spamming that heart button. Um, Angie. Not, oh, not, not, I don't even know. Not he. Know the ing but soccer <laughs> said hi. I don't even know how to read your name at all there. Uh. Quincy gave me his jersey after the Galaxy game. What a legend. Hey, you were in the right place at the right time. Asking you shall receive. Um, almost. Ben said almost two months through the 10 push-up challenge. I love that. I love that. What have you learned? What have you learned about yourself uh, starting back over from the beginning again and being two months in? How far did you get? How far did you get the first time? I can't remember how many months you got into the first time, but what have you learned about yourself going going about it for the second second time around? Love to love to hear that. Um, Jordan said, are ankle weights good for soccer? I would not suggest using ankle weights when training, like, like playing and having ankle weights on. I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest that. I think, um, the mechanics of that is, is not good. Uh, but if you're talking about utilizing ankle weights when isolated, like doing, uh, leg lifts and, and mobility stuff, then yes. So just want to make a distinction there. Uh, McNasty said, peace out. Good work. Keep up the keeping up. Thank you very much. We'll see you next Thursday. Uh, Meg Boy said, I failed the push 10 push-up challenge within, uh, with a week left. Oh man, that is brutal. What made it so hard? Why, you know, what happened? Why did you, what made you fall off the wagon a week away? That is, that is, that's devastating or enlightening. Huh? Oh. Uh, Mike Mike 22 said, I saw Quincy at a convention and he gave me an MSL shirt and I love it. Hey, ask him you shall receive. That's what I'm saying. If you guys see me out in the streets, it's the opposite of TI. You know me. Come say what's up. Uh, Julian said, been doing 100 push-ups since March 20th because of you today. Uh, I'm assuming you meant I'm five months in. One month to go. One month ago, England, it's 2.30 in the morning out there, brother. How are you doing? What are you doing up? What have you been doing? Did you wake up for the show or were you already up? Um, I love the MSL shirt. I love that you love the MSL shirt. Um, I've done like over 21,000 push-ups so far and I'm going for a whole year. I love I love that dedication. It's awesome. Yoslin Saucedo, what's up? Let's see what we got up here as well, too, on this side. Oh, yo, uh, shout out Wells Thompson, old uh, former teammate of mine, Colorado Rapids. He is a, form, well, he is a an MLS Cup champion. He was on the 2010 Colorado Rapids team. Um, he's got a new podcast that he is that he has been doing. I think he's episode, he's nine episodes in. He uh he hit me up and asked me to be on the show and of course 
I was down for that. Uh, it was great to catch up with him. It was a good conversation. Um, you guys know how it goes. We get talking. We're only supposed to talk for so long, and then we end up going a bit longer. But it was great to catch up with Wells, see what's going on on his side, uh, his side of the world. Um, I'm not sure when that episode will be coming out uh, specifically, but if you guys know Wells um, or you're following him over on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, uh, you know, give him a follow. Um, let him know you said hello and that you're looking forward to the episode um, as soon as possible. Let's see. Will there be an MSL face mask? Yeah, so we just got face masks up on the Perfect Soccer website, but we're not, right now, we're not able to get anything like embroidered on them. So I'm working on finding a new a secondary manufacturer that can help me. Because I'm thinking about getting like the I'm in your head on some masks and stuff. So I got to get working on that. I'll probably, I don't know if Paul, uh, PG Sports, is still on the uh, the call. But he's got someone who makes some dope um, custom design masks. So I might get a couple, couple of those so I have them in stock. But maybe I'll put them up on the website as pre-order. And if you guys, you know, if at least five or ten people buy them, then I'll have them made. Just thinking about going about it that way. Because sometimes... You know the time it takes to the time it takes to make one is the same amount of time it takes to make a hundred. So, but the the money is not the same. So, um, that's where it can get difficult. Uh, ben Ben dot underscore underscore dot Jammin said, um, "I've got about one point. I got about one and a half months through it the first time. This time I have all an all day event on my phone calendar that bugs me every five minutes until I turn it off." after doing the push-ups, of course. That's awesome. I love that. So you realize, hey, let me create a system for myself that holds me accountable and annoys me until it just becomes a, a, a habit. That is a great technique and strategy, man. And uh, I think as you guys continue to push yourselves and try to do and complete the push-up challenge, uh, you learn a lot of stuff about yourself and um, and it it forces you to create systems that set you up for success. I think we create a lot of habits that set ourselves up for failure. Uh, doing something as simple as having the focus on, you know, 10 push-ups every single day. That's it, without fail. That's not too hard. And it could just be one every hour. It could be 10 in just, you know, a minute. But just consistency every single day. Um, and it, it gets hard. It gets real, real hard. Um, and uh, when it does, that's what gives you that frame of reference to really self-reflect and ask yourself why. What is it about this that's difficult? What do I need to understand about myself? How do I push through and uh, make it to the other side? And more importantly, how can I do things to set myself up for success and make accomplishing this goal that much easier? Uh, John said, had Wells on my podcast. Nice. Loving that. Love seeing... Um, uh, John said, yo, Wells says, what's up, Quincy? Oh, do you do like fellowship or something with, uh, with Wells, John? I know... I know, I, I remember you said you did a lot of stuff, uh, like Bible study stuff. I know Wells is very, very uh, deeply religious and, and into into that. So I would, my guess would be that's how you guys connected, but I don't know. Uh, get that, get that mental practice in. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, Pogba Jr. asked, what are the best leagues to play in to get recognized? I mean, at what level? You mean like... At the youth level, um, or like professional, 
Uh, give me a little bit more context so I could help on that one. Let's see. Daniel Montez 6 said, Hey, Quincy, you want to sponsor my club team? What would be required to sponsor your club team? I don't know what is required to do that. Um, MSL fan said, I'm deeply religious in the MSL. I'm in your head. Deep following. Love that. Uh, let's see. Oh, speaking of which, yo, check this stuff out. Ooh, yo, shout out Ronnie with the dope content. We're out here getting the... We're out here getting the drone footage. Whoop! I'm in their head. Yo! I'm in your head. What do you guys think about that? Yo, let's stop saying. I like how, uh, Brahim, what's happening, brother? I love the fact that we can do half this stuff on, uh, IG, on IG Live. Like, there's some dope stuff that's going on. They were working on. Let me see. Is this one all right? Let me see, I don't know. Here's another one that we're working on. Yeah, we're just messing with the drone. Uh, you guys see some little bit behind the scenes footage. Uh, now that I'm getting dialed in with everything here on the show, I can uh, start showing you guys a little bit of behind the scenes stuff that, that hopefully be, we'll be getting together and make it come out here soon. Uh, speaking of all the, um, uh, speaking of, I think San Jose earthquakes, I was looking at there as well too. Uh, I'll probably post a little throwback Thursday to uh, a clip from the, the vlog when I was with uh, San Jose earthquakes the second time around. Oh man. Uh, I think, uh, just some good old banter with, uh, some good old banter with, uh, Fatai. All right, let's let's see. So John said, uh, John Hollinger said, uh, for how long have you negotiated your own contract without an agent? Uh, oh, how many years has that been now? Um. Fully on my own. I think we cut out a little bit there. Learning and understand the business aspect of the sport. And I just needed to really understand the mechanics and and the process and what's necessary. And um, and I decided to take on that aspect of my career. As no, no one's going to advocate for yourself more than you advocate for yourself. Um, that has been beneficial in many ways, but it's also in others. You know, uh, agents aren't too particularly happy when they see a player representing themselves, and sometimes that makes it that makes it an uphill battle. And even clubs and organizations aren't too happy with it as well, too, for many many different reasons. Right. So um, I think that's something that. I had to. I learned. I learned a lot about, and I learned a lot of lessons the hard way. But I am very happy that that's the route I chose to go in 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 my career. I now, though, work um, more closely with agents, or have worked more closely with agents um, 
more recently in my career, I'd say in the last year and a half, two years of my career, um, because I better understand how I like to be represented and I can better articulate that to someone else. I think earlier, when I was younger and earlier in my career, I couldn't do that. And because I couldn't do that, I just uh, took that responsibility on for myself. And like I said, I'm glad I did because I learned a lot. I very much understand the process and um, and and I try to do my best to share that with you guys so you can learn the lessons that I learned and um, at least share with you the ways in which agents can help, um, but also ways in which a- agents are, are not necessarily as helpful as you think um, in, in teaching you the red flags of how to know when, when they're representing you and, and, and putting you first and when they're taking advantage. So I think you're responsible for maintaining the relationship, even though most players think it's the job of the agent to do that. Uh, yeah, if, because if the, the the problem is if the agent stops doing their job, you don't know it, and that's what's that's what gets a lot of players in trouble, and makes it very difficult if and when they happen to fall out of favor with their organization or, or club when they're too when they rely too heavily on their agent. So, uh, John said, "Yes, Quincy, my podcast is called A Footballer's Faith, where I help footballers grow in their faith in Christ." And in their sport, and had Wells on to hear his perspective with his faith while playing. Okay, cool. Um, PG PCG seven said, "What about signing with a large agency versus small agency?" Okay, oh, the difference between signing with a large agency versus a small agency. So, if you're not a top player, right? Like, if you're not a top player, you're let's say you're, you're me. You're starting out at the bottom, grinding from trying the bottom to get to the top. Uh, if you're able to get a top agency to represent you, you might have access to contacts you might not necessarily have access to, but you probably won't get the time and attention that you're needing to develop as a player. So a top agency is going to sign you because they get to tag on to your contract and get a percentage if you happen to sign one. But most of the times, in my experience, top agencies won't do work, only do work for their the top 10% of their clientele. Everybody else, it's kind of they're just taking a piece of what you're already getting in terms of crumbs, right? So if you're a lower guy and you're grinding and you've gotten yourself a trial somewhere, chances are a top agency will sign you just because they look at it this way. Well, if you grind, do really well, and you work hard and you get a contract, they're going to take a cut of it. And if you don't and you fall off and you don't make any money, they're not out anything. So understand that on the larger agency side. Now on the smaller, on the lower side on a small agency if you're not a highly touted player and all that that could be beneficial to you because those agents tend to do much more work on your behalf so they're they're hitting the ground they're they're cold calling people they're knocking down doors they're sharing your resume they're trying to work and get you a a contract but just like i talked about a little bit earlier your contacts and your network is your net worth right and smaller agencies don't have that network they don't have that contact list so where you might get more of their time, attention, and energy, you might not have the contact that you need to get in the door, right? So that's what's very difficult about the soccer world um, specifically and just like the world in general, right? Um, 
you tend to have to put together a large enough body of work where someone's willing to take a risk on you, and that risk is putting their reputation on the line to get you in the door, to let you in the door. And that's why we always talk about staying ready so you don't have to get ready. That way, if and when your opportunity comes, you can take full advantage and um, do what you can to continually elevate up the ranks. But um, that's a great question, Paul. Um, if you had more, like if you wanted me to get more specific with anything, please, please do share. Um, how do you feel about off the field sports marketing agencies? Beach sports. How do you feel about off the field sports marketing agencies? So, okay. Um, Paul, Paul's asking, Paul, let me know if you, this is in alignment with what you're talking about, but in terms of marketing you to local sponsors, uh, agencies, or um, marketing agencies that promote your brand separate from the field. So you mean a little bit more context, so I'm making sure I'm answering the right, the right question or understanding the question. from you let's see what other questions we've got here uh matthias underscore anderson m-a-t-t-i-a-s underscore anderson uh asks what are some good tips for playing soccer in college um soccer in college i think the most important thing to know about playing soccer in college is you can focus on soccer and school and do well at both um, and enjoy yourself and have fun and have a social life. I think too many players make the excuse of make the excuse of having to focus on one thing or another um, for why they can't dedicate the time to to you know doing well in their coursework as well as on the field because it's easy to. College is a lot of fun and you can get easily distracted and you can you can create this idea that you know. Um, I can't focus or do as well on my school because, you know, I'm dedicated and focused on the, on the sport that I'm playing. And, uh, I think, I think that that's not true. I pretty much know that that's not true, right? Uh, but self-awareness and self-honesty, everyone, that's my, uh, my tip for those, uh, for playing college soccer. Uh, Paul said, yes, both that help brand your personal brand and help get sponsorship PR, etc. Yeah, so uh, I think you can think of marketing agencies very similar to like uh, contract agencies with with uh, with finding deals for yourself. The more exposure you have, the more attention you have, the more the higher you are perceived. The easier it is for your agency to to do work on your behalf or to get you things. Right. So in most cases, in my experience. The agency's ability to get something done is tied to your marketability, right? So if if you're not someone who wants to do interviews or you're not someone who's willing to show up and uh, be active in the community or engage with their fans or uh, respond to people who reach out or attend webinars or join podcasts and do stuff like that, you're, you're, 
you're making it exponentially harder for uh, your marketing agency or the person who's representing you to maximize your value and to get you bring opportunities to you. So it's it's got to be a symbiotic re- relationship. And I think a lot of players rest on natural talent. And that's going to get you so far, right? Eventually, hard work, what is it? Hard work beats talent when uh, talent fails to work hard. You know, like that's what we really talk about here. If if uh, if you're talented, that's great. But if you're talented and you're focused and you're work, you're work hard and you're dedicated, now you're unstoppable. But if I'm not talented, but I have a work ethic and a dedication and a and a pursuit to learning how to to catch you, I'm going to. It's just a matter of time, and the players who understand that have have a chance of maintaining their successful position and creating ample opportunity for themselves in the future. And those who don't may have a a flash of a moment in time and it usually fades away. So so yeah. Especially with how just social media has transpired and is coming around and people's familiarity with it and their way in which they use it to uh make connections and to make decisions, which is good and bad in different ways. Um, uh, Brahim underscore K-E-I-T asked, do you think youngest players should know how to negotiate their own contracts? I think they should understand the process of negotiating a contract. I don't think that they necessarily have to negotiate their own contract. Um, I do think it would be, it is advantageous and beneficial to be involved in the conversation. So if your agent is negotiating over the phone, if you could be listening in, um, you know, on speaker, uh, that'd be great. If your agent negotiates your contract via email, and he like blank carbon copies you and CCs you in on it. I think that's also beneficial. I think, um, you know, self-honesty, self-initiative, self-accountability. Uh, self-accountability I'm big on. Um, I think, you know, if someone's representing you, they you should be able to see what it is that they're doing. Um, and, um, you know, have the avenue to ask them questions about why they do what they do and how they do it so you can understand it for yourself, you know. Um, I think it's important to trust people and I think it's important to have, you know, have trust in people to do their job and not micromanage, right? But I do think having the access and ability to ask questions and to learn the process if you want to do that should be always available to you, right? Um, At the point in time that you feel comfortable and confident to like not want to ask questions or be involved in the process, that's up to you. But you should always have the avenue and ability to to get caught up up to speed um, uh, in as clear a manner as possible. Uh, Paul said, Paul said, San Jose flirting with, with you to sign you. I think they, you, what do you guys think? There's social media flirting with me or they just, they, they just uh, trolling me. What do you guys think? Are they flirting because, you know, we're going to start dating again? Or you think they're they're trolling me? What's the thoughts? George, jumping in. What's going on, brother? Welcome to the live. Um, Matias said, great. Thanks, Quincy, of course. Thank you for the question. Um, 
New York City underscore Allen joined in. Hello. Um, yeah, PCG7 said flirting or trolling or both. <laughs> uh, Raheem said, thank you, bro. Of course. Thank you for the question. Uh, Paul, uh, PG7 or sorry, PCG7 asked, uh, do you think MLS players are using social media enough to build their brand in general? No, I do not. I just don't believe that MLS players are fully aware of the importance of their social media presence and brand. And and I'm, I'm, what I'm thinking about is why. Why don't they believe it? I think it's because they don't want to believe it. If I had to guess, as of right now, they don't want to believe it's that important and that influential and that necessary because if it is, then they see it as a bunch of work that they know they don't want to do. But, you guys, <laughs> I say it all the time the truth is true whether you believe it or not. So it doesn't matter if you don't believe it and you don't want it to be true. Because it just makes it more work for you in the long run. That's all it does. That's all it does. And everybody can see what you are or are not doing. And the consistency you do or you do not have. And it is very easy to fake it on social media. You can just show up and get an angle pic. Just to you know, do one day of photo shoots, a bunch of angle pics. And then post that picture over the next 30 days while you're eating hamburgers and hot dogs. And uh, sitting on your butt and playing uh, video games. You can do that. But... You're going to come back on social one day or not while those of us who are doing the work, putting in the work, are making progress. So um, that's a good question. Paul, I like that one. But no, they're, they're not. Um, they're not. But I do believe that that's changing because a lot of guys who are retiring um, or have retired, uh, individuals like, like Wells, are uh, uh, Wells. I'm seeing uh, Mike McGee as well, too. Um, Oh, who else? Mike Chabala. Uh, who have I been seeing? I think uh, Benny Failharbor just signed with the 110 crew. I think most of the guys don't really fully understand it until they're done playing, uh, which is, uh, you know, which is a little unfortunate because I think it's a bit of an uphill battle at that point in time. Uh yeah, it's a bit more of an uphill battle, you know, because it's it's easier to it's easier when you're in the spotlight when people when there's a reason for people to want to reach out and to talk to you and talk about the game and you score a goal or you have an assist or or anything or something like that. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they're they're watching. The truth is, I know a lot of them are watching. A lot of them have been watching a long time. A lot of you guys are ghost followers, bro. A lot of you guys are ghost followers. Just because you don't hit that follow button doesn't mean those I- these ideas aren't getting straight into your head. Come on, guys. We've been we've been out in front of the market for years now. For years. You guys think these ideas are just? You guys still think these ideas are just random, or is it a conspiracy? Uh, you conspired yet? Conspiration. Oh, we. 
George said, if you join San Jose, they just got some new fans. Hey, love that. Love my fans all across the U.S. and Canada and international as well now, too. Um, it's strange because international soccer players have the most followers out of any pro athletes. Yeah, bro. The international football community is massive. And it's just so much more well-respected uh, overseas than it is here in the States. But not for long. Not for much longer. Not for much longer. Uh, Paul said, I think this Quincy Ameriquois gets it. Hey, I think you're right. But what do I know? You know what I mean? Um, MSL does. Followed. Love that. Love that. Spamming the heart button. Yo, everybody, we got... I think we got like five, seven more minutes left in uh, in the live. Uh, George had asked PSG or Byron. Um, I haven't watched either play a game in a um, I don't know a long time. But um, Alfonso Davies is on Byron, right? I think he's on Byron. If he's on Byron, uh, Byron. Because PSG is PSG's Neymar, right? You get give me some feedback on that one. That's the last time I remember. Yes, okay, yeah. So Neymar or Alfonso Davies. I gotta I gotta give love to my um, MLS brethren, uh, Alfonso Davies. So Byron, it is uh, Champions League final on Sunday. Oh, okay. Oh, so, oh, okay. So it's PSG versus Byron in Champions League. On Sunday. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Got you. So that was the okay. So that was the game that guys were talking about. That was on, or not that game, but the, I think there's. I was talking to Mark. Uh, Mark Pelosi was telling me the the game. He was watching the game while we were getting caught up on something. He said it was like eight to two or something like that. So I'm assuming it was. Oh, that's what it was. Barcelona versus Byron, right? And then. Barcelona versus Byron in Barcelona lost the game. Um, yeah, so yeah, because I gotta give. That's what I'm saying. You gotta give support to the MLS guys, man. Everyone hasn't been uh, given enough credit to uh, um. Oh, what was I thinking? You gotta give credit to. Oh yeah, guys! Guys, MLS don't get enough credit. Some solid talent here. What's the most? Okay, so there you go. Getting deep. What is the most important clause in contracts based on your personal personal view? I'd say the most important clause is uh, guaranteed guaranteed years. I think. Um, yeah. It's not necessarily a clause, but the most important terms, right? Like, they can put anything in a contract that can, can makes, you know what I mean? Like, you put all these different types of convoluted things in the contract to make it difficult to understand or or give, you know, individuals a way to weasel out of something. Um, most, especially, definitely more in the past, things are getting a lot more standardized now. But I think the most important thing to a player should be number of guaranteed years. Guaranteed money is... Um, 
is most important because, you know, your career is unpredictable. And I know everybody thinks that they're invincible and they'll never get injured and they're, they're only going to be a rising star and things are only going to go up, up, and up. And if that's the case, then you got nothing to worry about because you'll just keep renegotiating contracts. You get more and more money. You get more and more brand deals and everything's going to keep coming your way. Um, um, so, um, you know, guaranteed money. Guaranteed money. Uh, uh, ben said, football is not respected in the U.S. for much longer. Could you elaborate on how you think U.S. soccer could, will be, become respected? Um, more respected on the international stage. Um, I think it'll be a natural... It'll naturally happen because of, like, a Alfonso, right? Like, with their success on the international stage, the international community is definitely looking at America as a, a place to farm and poach talent for pennies on the dollar. That's what I think. I think from an investment perspective, uh, the international mar market got a little bit way too crazy with valuations of players and and um, transfer fees and the amount of money that clubs were paying are or were playing for players um, is just doesn't make sense from like an ROI perspective in my opinion and I think with like COVID and the shutdown and every business um, reassessing their internal KPIs and how they come to decisions on where they invest money and how they go about doing it I think they're all going to go ex way younger um, and and set like caps on age for which they can invest in, and more importantly, they're going to try to get uh, players uh, earlier and for cheaper. And America is a place where we be we will be willing to export some of our best talent um, internationally. And I think as they progress up the ranks internationally, um, it'll naturally um, increase the the perceived. The perception of America, uh, America soccer, especially as we're importing more and more international players to our league. You know, MLS is a very international league. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. But that is a that is where we'll have to end it for this week. I got a minute here until um, what do you call it? I got a minute here until Instagram kicks me off. I want to thank everybody for joining the live and. Uh, yeah, this week was a good one. I will see everybody next Thursday, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST. As always, everyone, be good to each other. Um, stay positive. Keep putting in the work, both on and off the field. And I appreciate everybody who is a part of the community and shares the show, the clips, the replays with everybody around them. Uh, Joe said, great live, Quincy. Have a great week. Thank you very much. Pogba, uh, Pogba said, waiting on next week. And I'm seeing everybody spamming that heart button. So thanks again to everybody for joining in. I'll see you all next week. And as always, I'm in your head. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. 
You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash radio. That's PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and see you guys in the next episode.